This is the Pathways Podcast. This podcast exists to help you find completeness in Jesus. I want to thank you for listening to the Pathways Podcast. This podcast exists to help you find completeness in Jesus. My name is Scott Insmere, the co-host of the Pathways Podcast. And with me again today is Peter Buckland. Now, Peter, mm-hmm. uh, last time we talked about changing routines, but uh, consistent rhythms. We're doing part two of that today. Mm-hmm. In episode 72, we talked about this. This was released in May. So if you have not heard uh, of the one before this one, we'd love for you to go back and listen to it first. But this is part two of that today. So, uh, Peter, why are we doing two parts to this podcast? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think summer is such an amazing time for people, but it's a time when we need a lot of encouragement. It's a time when we need reminders because, as we talked about last time, there's so many disruptions to the schedule. I mean, we start out with the summer with a lot of high ideals about a great vacation, about time we're going to spend with our family, about opportunities that we're going to have. And because summer is so different for so many people, there are unique challenges that arise during the summer. And we set out in order to encourage people to look at the summer, to see what kind of rhythms their summer schedule is going to have. So they would be able to begin to anticipate what are the high points and what are the the challenges that I'm going to have so that they could begin to think through their own spiritual rhythms to remain spiritually strong and healthy. Before we dive into this, is there anything you want to go back and remind us of that we talked about in the last episode before we go forward? Yeah, I I think I would just say um, to us again that Bible, prayer, and community are the core for all of the spiritual growth and development that we want to have. So making sure that I am getting my um, scripture in to where I'm focusing in on and I'm thinking about it and I'm allowing for God to speak to me is really important. And then my own response back to him needs to be more than just simple asking all the time. And so we talked about um, the PRAY acronym and about using the Lord's Prayer last time in order to help people think through how can I have a more robust prayer life at a time when the schedule can be so crazy that I could just forget to pray um, in a bigger, richer, fuller way. And then the last one about community is to just make sure that I stay connected with people during the summer. Okay. So with doing part two of this and kind of diving into it, um, you had talked a little bit before that you just want to make sure that we really work on uh, having a good personal connection Mm -hmm. uh, with God. So I'd love for you just to kind of explain that. Yeah. During the summer, um, we really think that it's important uh, for all of us to be mindful that we can get off track and we want to make sure that we have a really good spiritual connection with God no matter what happens during the summer. And already, if your summer is moving along, you have probably found some glitches along the way or some surprises or maybe some ways that you're thinking, I didn't really expect for that to happen. And looking back on that, it's going to be really important for for all of us to say, how can I stay connected to Christ um, when the summer has so many unique challenges associated with it and changes in routine? So when we look at this particular podcast, what we're really looking at is more of a devotional encouragement podcast for Mm -hmm. people to really be thoughtful about, okay, we're in the summer. What are some things that I can be doing in the summer that can be really helpful for me? So what's the first thing that you would suggest that we do? Yeah. My first one is about breath prayers. Um, We haven't talked a lot about breath prayers. Breath prayers have been a part of the church for um, just centuries. And breath prayers are short statements 
that allow for us to focus on something about God that is really, really meaningful for us. Um, I, I like to use Revelation chapter four, verse eight, where the, um, the throne room is being talked about and the four living creatures are saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come. And that breath prayer allows for me to stop and think about how magnificent God is. And as I'm going through my day and I get distracted or I get frustrated about some inconvenience or I get concerned about something that's coming up, that really grounds me to remember that God is so amazing and he has created this connection with his Holy Spirit to us and and to me personally that I can begin to rest in that. And it begins to turn my attention away from being overly concerned about what I'm dealing with and places it more on the faith that God is going to walk with me and see me through that particular experience. So um, the idea of breath prayers means that you can focus on a truth or on a scripture with God. So here, here are some truths, Scott, that people could focus in on is you could breathe in my hope, and then you could breathe out is in you, God. And the idea is, is to use this to relax also. So let's just say um, you're sitting in the car, um, you've picked up your groceries and you're just right there and it's been a really kind of crazy day and you just need a moment to be with the Lord. A breath prayer is a really good thing. So you, you pick something that is really meaningful for you. Um, and I like, you will keep me in peace. Mm-hmm. And so you're agitated and you would just breathe in. And, and as you breathe in, you're saying in your mind, you will, and then breathe out, keep me in peace and you will keep me in peace and ask for God to actually bring peace to your soul. You will give me the wisdom I need. You will walk with me through the rest of the day. And what you're really looking at is focusing in and taking some deep breaths, which allow for your body to actually relax. And it allows for you to be connected. So I I put on a couple others on here. You are my God who loves me so much. People feel lonely and isolated and misunderstood. And if we can get connected back to God, that God understands us, even if we can't put into words what's going on, or even if we're trying to explain something and people just aren't getting it, God always gets us, which is really important. And the last one on here is, um, I can count on you to take care of me. Is that as I am a father, as I am working with people, as I am driving my car, It's, Lord, I'm going to count on you to take care of us as a family. And I can do that while I'm driving. I can have a breath prayer in my own mind while I'm driving, which helps me to be connected with him. So the benefits of breath prayers are it helps us to pray without ceasing, which is what Paul wrote about in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17, where he simply says, pray without ceasing. And so I can have in my mind these words that are going on while I'm doing something else. The second thing that breath prayers give us a benefit on is that we can experience God even in the mundane experiences of our lives. So I'm washing the dishes, I'm unloading the groceries, I'm driving my car, I can experience God in in a personal way while I'm doing that. The third benefit is that we can release our worries and cares to Him. Hmm. Um, And we'll talk about that a little bit later. There's a verse that we're going to talk about today about doing that because the summer brings its own pressures and its own stresses. 
um, about having kids at home all the time or about extra expenses that we didn't see or extra company that's staying three more days and we're not sure how it's all going to work out. Um, that breath prayers give us that opportunity, not only breathing deeply helps us, but actually calling on the Lord is really good. And then the last one is, and I love this one, it keeps our prayer simple, is sometimes I don't have a lot of words, Scott. It's been a long day. It's like, Lord, I love you. Please help me to sleep. You know, it's like, just focus my attention on you and you take care of me because it's been a really hard day. Okay. So first of all, um, we can't just be talking underneath our breath and say no. that that's a breath prayer. So our, Yeah, muttering yeah. isn't all that oh, okay. great. No, all right. all breath right. prayers are breathing in and breathing out. A muttering is a different thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Second thing is, is that are these basically also, do you use these, because you talked about one of your favorites, do you use these as a reset? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Now, sometimes I'll get up in the morning. I mean, we didn't talk about doing this in the shower, but, you know, sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, okay, I want to set my mind. And I will, you know, be showering in the morning or I'll be making breakfast or, you know, when I've got some time by myself, um, I will say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come to remind me of who he is. And I'll repeat that maybe up to 10 times, maybe 15. It doesn't usually go longer than that, but it just helps me to focus in on who I want to be in relationship to who God is. So these actually help and I like your your word reset. They just really help you reintegrate back to a more spiritual mindset. Okay, so uh, you're talking about our personal connection with God. The first mm -hmm. one was that you were talking about these breath uh, prayers. Yeah. And the second one that you have is meditating on a scripture. Yeah. Love for you just to kind of talk about that for a moment. Yeah. Um, meditation is one of the fastest ways that we can experience personal transformation and is not really a practice that we have um, really done very much of in the Western church. Uh, to meditate on scripture means to take the scripture and rumble it around in our mind, in our heart. And the word meditate in Hebrew is actually the word mutter, where you would say it underneath your breath. It's like you, you're memorizing it by just repeating it over and over again, where you become so familiar with it, you might not be able to say it verbatim, but you can say what the main concepts are. Um, so what we're looking at with meditation is to begin focusing in on some very important spiritual truths during the summer or at any time really, but we're talking about the summer that will help for you to be focused in on who you want to be. And I have picked three that I want to share with our listeners today that are meaningful to me. And the first one is a very familiar passage in Psalm 23. And I would just like to read these scriptures for everybody and have them just sit back and listen to these passages from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In listening to that and meditating on that, hearing it over and over again, what it really does is it expresses God's deep care for us. And what it means is we're not ever alone. 
even when I feel alone, even when I feel misunderstood, when I feel really pressured, this helps me to see that God is actually leading me to bring me into quietness. He's leading me um, through the difficulties that I have. This version says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, even though I walk through a really, really difficult time, um, you are with me and I don't have to fear anything because you are present with me. And as I think about what that means, um, I begin to um, lean more into who God is. And I can see that in the summer, um, some of our listeners are going to be really surprised with something that that is going to be painful for them. And Psalm 23 becomes that statement that Christ, our good shepherd, is with us in that moment. And I need to lean on him in order to help me to take the steps that I need to, to take. This is one of the uh, verses that are even uh, entire uh, chapters here in Psalm 23 that I look to and kind of lean to our staff when this is being recorded is a day before a lot of our staff is going to be going through uh, the color code and talks about your motive. And my motive uh, is peace. Yeah. And this is one of the ones I really connect with because it, it feels calm. Mm -hmm. It feels safe to me. It points out that there's going to be struggles, but God's got this. Mm -hmm. And it is one of the ones that I lean into that sometimes that does just kind of bring the temperature down in the room for me when I read through and see this scripture. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think it's really important to get in touch with the God behind the words. And that's what meditation does. Mm gets us in touch with God. These are words that David wrote that are really meaningful, that express how amazing God is in the care that he provides for us. Yep. The second verse is one that I use a lot uh, because it talks about dealing with anxiety, uh, dealing with the unknown, and also about how God wants for me to focus my attention so that I can become more like Jesus. So this is Philippians chapter four, Verses four through nine. This is what Paul wrote. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. What I love about this passage is these, these two sections. The first one is God says, I, my presence my ability, my capacity to help you is the way I want you to connect with me when you're feeling anxious. I need you to just lay it on me. And I need you to lay it on me with this sense of gratitude that I will walk with you. I will, I will do the Psalm 23 and I will carry you through this to the other side. And I will do it in such a way that may surprise you, but I will do it in such a way that I will care for you while you're actually having this happen. And then uh, verses eight and nine, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, really tells me that in the midst of all the changes that are going on, and I can grumble, I can complain, I can be inconvenienced, I can be frustrated about how something is costing more money, I can be frustrated that my kids are all out of whack, I could be 
um, angry that something didn't happen the way that I wanted it to when we were on vacation. This simply says, don't forget who you are. You are a child of the most high. You are somebody who um, is going to reflect the amazingness of God. Leave room for God to work. And when I focus on these qualities on whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent and praiseworthy, I actually change. Huh. But if I let that grumpy, angry focus go, what happens is I become more um, upset and I then put that negative energy in my family. I put that negative energy into um, the business that I'm interacting with. I put that negative energy into the day. And what God is saying is, hey, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Instead, really train your mind that you are going to have trouble this summer. One of the reasons, Scott, that we talked about um, last month in May to really look at the schedule is there are going to be times that we're going to be more vulnerable. There's going to be times we're going to be more tired. And that's when I need to set my mind is, okay, I'm going to go through that time. So how do I want to begin preparing now? to be ready for that challenge so that I can still be the kind of a person that God can help handle that and handle that better than I would on my own. Uh, when I read this passage of scripture, the first thing that kind of comes to my mind is, is this the reminder uh, that the Lord is here is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but talk about prayer and petition and with thanksgiving. And basically that reminder that this peace that we have from that, again, uh, even connecting with my own color uh, or my motive from color code mm-hmm. is peace. The thing that I love about this scripture is it talks about and in, in the peace of God, which yeah. transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that's the thing to where as an old youth minister for a long time, this was one of the, the scripture I would pray for our students as they were getting ready to start the school year or yeah. going through stuff that God, that, that God would guard their hearts and their minds. When I became a parent, mm-hmm. this prayer is still that they're just praying for my kids, that God would guard uh, their hearts and their minds and do that by them being in Christ. Mm-hmm. So that was just, mm-hmm. every time I read this scripture, that's what I think of uh, when I read it. Yeah. I love that little phrase, the Lord is near, because mm-hmm. we feel like he's so far away. Yep. Yet the Holy Spirit, who in some mysterious, amazing way resides within us, we call it the indwelling of the Spirit, He is closer than our skin. And He, again, gets us and understands what's going on. And this passage reminds me um, that He is with us all the time. The last verse that I put on here um, is where God is leading us. So if you look at Psalm 23, it's the care that He has for us. Philippians chapter four, four through nine talks about um, some methods that we use in order to connect with God and to let him change us. And in first Corinthians chapter 13, verses one through the beginning of verse eight, Paul tells us what the end result is going to be in our lives. And this one then becomes one of the more important verses, I think, for us to focus on in the summer, because we can begin to tell whether or not we are actually being loving. So in 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse 1, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, 
but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Every husband, every wife, every teenager, every grandparent can start in verse four and go through the beginning of verse eight and know whether or not the image of God is showing up in them. And I look on this and go, okay, that's what I want my summer to be like right there. I mean, here it is June, right? This is being released in June. The question is, can June and July to the beginning of August or or the beginning of school, can I do that? And what I can honestly say is only by divine enabling. This lets us know that we are his disciples when we love one another. I think Jesus said that somewhere in John chapter 15. I've been uh, reading uh, the book, Emotional Intelligence. Hmm. And when they give examples in there of some of the reactions, you know, whether or not a person is emotionally healthy or not emotionally, you know, yeah. uh, uh, healthy with their emotional intelligence and some of that. I look, sometimes I listen to it and I was like, oh, I don't know how good I am at that one. Yeah. I use this same thing for in First Corinthians chapter 13, verses four, you know, starting there, going through verse seven, just going like, OK, this is a test to see how am I doing and in my leading, in relationships, uh, in my marriage, in my parenting, with friendships, it's like, okay, what's my motivation behind what I do? And am I recognizing it when I am kind of getting uh, maybe distracted or a little bit of the big head or something like that? But this is definitely one of those verses or, or you know parts of Scripture I look at. And I go like, yeah, this one sometimes I do pretty good at it, and other times not so great. Yeah, yeah, and that leads us to the last point, let me just bring this in. And that is staying in Christian community uh, for our personal connection. We had breath prayers, meditating on scripture, now staying in Christian community. This right here, Scott, is what we tell our friends. Ask me how well I'm doing loving. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you really want to be accountable, if you really want to be growing over the summer, if you want to grow through difficult moments and surprises, taking 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting in verse 4, and saying to your friends, I want you to ask me, if you would, every week, how am I doing loving? Um, you will know by the end of the summer how well you're doing. And if you're like us and you're listening to this, you're going to think there is no way I can do this all the time without divine enabling. And then it moves you right back through everything we've talked about. The summer is an amazing time to grow because it has its own unique stresses. And it, the surprises of the summer let us know how well we're loving and is a really good indicator of how well we're doing, staying close to the Lord and allowing for him to take care of us in the ways that we're talking about. As we uh, finish up this this episode, I just think it's been very helpful to basically to build off of the first part of that episode uh, from last month. Uh, And also it's just been something that's just great to be, again, that when we're intentional with our faith, when we're intentional to make sure that we spend time with God, it's, it's amazing how 
different we see opportunities through mm -hmm. those lenses. And I just hope yeah. that all of us do take advantage of that this summer. Mm -hmm. My challenge for everyone who listens to this is to put these things into practice and then wait for the people that are closest to you to say, you know, you seem different at the end of the summer because oftentimes we don't even notice that we're doing a better job loving and caring for people. But the people around us notice we're more patient, we're more kind. Um, we are more invested in other people. Uh, we've been more caring. Um, we seem more wise, more calm under pressure. And it begins to feel more normal, but other people begin to recognize that as real change. And that would be really exciting at the end of the summer to have people come up to us to say, you seem to have really grown a lot this summer, or you seem to be more patient, or you seem to really have handled those pressures really, really well. It's because of these things. We can't do it on our own, but God joins us. And as our good shepherd journeys with us, and we are casting our cares and our anxieties on him, as we've talked about, and as we set our sights on really loving people the way um, that God loves us using his own character, um, there's going to be really great growth that we can see and other people can see. Peter, thank you for this conversation. And just want to remind everyone listening, cco.church slash pathways is a great place to go to go back and to look at different rhythms just to help you uh, to stay connected and keep growing in your walk with Jesus. Uh, if you know someone that could be really inspired and maybe challenged from this episode, just encourage you just to tell them about it and encourage them to let them know that they can find this podcast and other podcasts from Christ Church by just searching Christ Church of Orinoco, wherever they get podcasts. Thank you again for listening. Thanks again for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. We hope that this teaching is helping you discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. If you're interested in learning more about Christchurch, visit us online at cco.church.